Ayers on the Road, Parenting in a Modern World. Here's Richard and Linda Iyer. And here we are on the 4th of July. Isn't that what day it is, honey? It absolutely is. It's exciting. And we have two grandchildren with us right now, as well as a son. And we've been on the road. We actually got a lot of grandchildren with us, but two of them right in this car. And I'm going to say to Grace, my lovely 14-year-old granddaughter, Hey, Grace, we're having a pretty good time today, aren't we? Yeah. We've... Uh, we just got back from a really good 4th of July breakfast, and we're headed over to 4th of July Parade, and after that, we are going to head to Bear Lake and watch fireworks tonight. Boy, that's a full day for Family Day on the 4th of July, and we're pretty glad to be Americans, aren't we, Claire? Claire Claire's just a youngster, but she knows about America. Um, we have the 4th of July because that's when we got our freedom, and we can all celebrate it together. <laughs> There we go. So we're going to let these guys head on up to the parade, and we're going to wander into the house for a minute and do this show, and we can't wait to talk about families in America and throughout the world. That's a pretty big subject, Linda. Um, That's pretty broad, Richard. That was your choice. But, uh, you know, you can say just about anything under that topic. Yeah, you sure can, and we, we feel like... All families are pretty grateful when they're in America on the 4th of July and thinking about the freedoms we have here. And it's a great holiday. I'm glad, I'm glad that they signed the Declaration of Independence in the summertime, honey, because otherwise it wouldn't be near as fun to have hot dogs and cookouts and parades and rodeos and all those other things. I mean, what if Independence Day was January 4th? Oh, my gosh. I've never thought about that. Think how hard that would be. We had to go out sleigh riding the flags and everything. <laughs> that would be really hard. So thanks, you guys, for doing that in July because it is an amazing thing. You know, we um, we worry a little bit about nationalism sometimes, um, about people thinking we're better than they are or anything like that. But when it comes right down to it, America is a great place, a fabulous place to live. But now that our kids our kids have been traveling, we have one in France this morning. And we had a 15-month-old baby climbing the Eiffel Tower stairs. And then we have one in Austria. Oh, focus on that for a minute, though. This little 15-year-old's climbing the stairs of the Eiffel Tower. And his mother uh, texted us and said, our little boy, Ezra, is going to show up on about a million Japanese photography sites because apparently every tourist in the Eiffel Tower is trying to film this little 15-year-old climbing up the stairs one at a time. Well... (laughs) And his dad said, well, there was, the line was two hours long to get on the elevator, and we asked how long it would take to get to the top if we just ran up, and they said, oh, seven minutes. So he said, oh, well, it'll take a little longer for our baby, but we'll give it a try. So they went all the way to the top with that little 15-month and you know, crawling along there. I'm just thinking, honey, maybe the reason we're, we're so focused on American families on the 4th of July is because this is a funny year for us. We've got three of our nine children in Europe and another one, well, two of them living there and one of them traveling there to visit and then a a fourth family moving to to London later this year. So 
I don't know, something about a global perspective of families we thought it'd be interesting to talk about today, but also having them in different places makes you appreciate the wonderful family sort of culture and society that grew up in this country of the United States. Um, Actually, we had kids who went to Bulgaria to orphanages and so on. We've been talking about this a lot the last couple of weeks, but it's really pretty amazing because when they got back to America, they kissed the dirty carpet at the airport. <laughs> those kids, those twins went well, right down yeah, on their knees that, and kissed the ground. Well, they'd been living in pretty difficult circumstances as we worked in that orphanage, but it's, it is amazing to just reflect a little on the society we have in America and how Really, all during our 239-year, whatever the exact number of years history is, we have been in the United States of America a very family-focused society. Now, some might argue with that in, in an age that we live in today where there's tremendous turmoil going on around the family, where there's tremendous debate over what a family is, over what marriage means, over many, many of those things. But... Setting all that current debate aside, it's pretty amazing that we we live in a country where really the basic premise that the family is the, the essential and sort of stable and basic unit of society has never has never really been questioned. It's always just kind of held up. And so here we are to talk a little bit about it today and uh it's exciting to just be here and work on that kind of thing and focus on America. Now, I understand they're locked out of the car. Is that right? Yeah, so that's the way it goes. <laughs> so just to let you in on a little reality, <laughs> here we are on the radio show, and we got kids locked out of a car. But, Linda, you take over for a minute and talk about whether you agree with what I just said, namely that the family is the basic unit of American society. Well, what you don't know is they're all going in the sprinter. So we don't need to get the car open right now. Oh, okay. So um, we're okay. It really is. We're glad for all of our kids and all of their stuff and water bottles and all kinds of stuff that you need on the 4th of July. And luckily we have a guy of son who has a 12-seater sprinter. And so they got everybody in there, and they're on their way up to the parade. And we're just left alone here to finish the radio show. And then to tune in to a live stream broadcast of our oldest grandson who's now playing in the finals of the national volleyball tournament for 18 and under people coming from Columbus, Ohio. So as if the 4th of July and the parade and the hot dog stand and everything else weren't enough, we've also got this grandson in the national volleyball finals. We can brag a little about that. But life is full on the 4th of July. It certainly is. And, you know, it's just reconnecting with people. We just saw a lot of people that we haven't seen for a long time at his breakfast. People that we love. We have a neighbor who has always restored old cars, and he brought down a couple of old cars and took kids around the block all morning in it and flags everywhere. It really is a fun time. So... Let's get into our premise for the show today, namely that America and families kind of fit together. That's not to say that families aren't important and prioritized in other countries, but I think there's always been a special bond around the idea 
of family and households in this country. One of the early objectives of this country was to create safe environments for children to grow up, environments of freedom and religious tolerance and liberty and so on. And then as the years have progressed and passed by, one of the dreams of many presidential administrations was to increase the percentage of Americans that that owned homes, that had their own home, where families could flourish and grow up and, and take on the roles that they have to play within society. When you think about it, Linda, you know, it's sometimes things that are so obvious are the things we don't think about very often. There are some who undervalue families in the world today, but the question that ought to be asked is, think of the essential roles that families play. They, they First of all, procreation, they bring children into the world. Then they teach values to children. They raise responsible citizens who take over the, the leadership roles as they grow up in society and who run the infrastructure of America. And what other institution could do the things that families do? There have been experiments. I mean, you know, communist countries have tried communes to substitute for families. Um, it's somewhat fashionable today to say, well, family's a little outdated. We live in a society now that can it can handle things without everyone being a part of a family. And you hear a lot today about individual, and that, that that's an interesting thing. We've always been in America about individual freedom. But when you carry the idea of individuals too far, you know, when you say, well, what it's all about is the individual, individual rights, individual freedom, individual opportunity, that's, that's well and good, but if you take the family out of that equation, where does that leave the individual? What are they doing? I had a debate not long ago with the fellows who said, you know, the purpose of families is to make individuals happier. It's the individual that counts, not the family. And I guess that's one way of looking at things, but without the linkage of families, without the responsibility of families, it's like, a, it's like one of our favorite uh, columnists, David Brooks, in the New York Times said not long ago that uh, what, what history and experience and observation tells us is that it's not maximum individual freedom and having every option and not being burdened down by any, anything, any duty. That's not what creates strong people. What creates strong people is responsibility the stewardship of a marriage, the stewardship of children, raising them, trying your best to have your family institution be a stronger influence, the culture of the family having it be a stronger influence than all the other cultures that kids are involved in, the peer culture, the media culture, the Internet culture, trying to make the family the core of life. And that's really I think one of the things the 4th of July is about, you look around, you drive down to the park, you go to the fireworks show, what you're going to see is families. Families coming together, celebrating our country, but also celebrating their family ties. Well, and sadly, this is becoming less and less common. I mean, we live in a culture, we're in Utah most of the time, but we've been um, living in different states and, and different countries at different times, but more and more it's becoming not the norm. 
um, is soon we're going to be in the minority because people have decided, many people decided life is just so much more complicated with children. They're just not going to do it. And a family still could be just a husband and wife, but often they're deciding not to get married. And we've talked about this so much, but what you were saying reminded me of a story that I'll just tell before we go to break quickly. And this is a guy that we met in China who came many years ago, but he came from communist China before the changeover in Hong Kong. He came to Hong Kong for a meeting about families and he was not married, did not have children. And we said, why did you come? And he said, you know, I grew up in a commune. Um, I was taken away from my parents, grown up in a commune, and I came because I have no idea what a family is about. And it was absolutely an incredible experience as we talked through with him his life of just growing up with caregivers. And uh, it was almost like an orphanage, but a little bit different because his parents were alive, but just not with him. And what a sad, sad life he'd had as far as family life. And he was so excited to see a vision of what it could be like with life and a family. Absolutely. So we're going to take a brief break here in a minute, and then when we come back, we've got a couple of other observations about the linkage between families and America on this Independence Day. And then we're going to suggest a few things that families ought to be teaching their children in July during this Heritage Month. So we'll be right back after this break. Ayers on the Road, Parenting in a Modern World. Here's Richard and Linda Iyer. And we're back talking a little about families in America and to some degree throughout the world. And I do want to just comment, Linda, that the family and America, for that matter, lost a great champion yesterday when... Elder Boyd K. Packer, the president of the Quorum of Twelve Apostles in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, passed away. Here's a man that we have known and looked up to for as long as we've been married, as long as we've known each other, even longer. We, we knew and loved him before we got married. And here's a man who was a fighter, a bomber pilot, a B-24 pilot in World War II, who's been a patriot all of his life, and who's been a champion of the family and of the of the beauty of families and the indispensable nature of families as the basic unit of America. He has been a champion of that throughout his life and has a wonderful family of his own. We were privileged to spend some time with him, a couple of days with him when we lived in England. We were there on a mission for our church when we were youngsters. And um, we went to Churchill's house with him. I'll never forget it. Oh, he loved Churchill. He knew everything about Churchill. And then we came out into his garden, and he knew the name, the scientific name of every plant that we went by. I was blown away. He was brilliant. Also a wonderful artist, which we probably most people recognize, but he also was just brilliant in well, so many a, areas. Yeah, he was an amateur historian, that's for sure. And the very fact, germane to what we're talking about today, the very fact that he looked up to Winston Churchill and saw him as such an icon was an indication of his and dedication to freedom and to the courage that Churchill had during uh, World War II. So, 
But I, you know, I think I think on this great day, along with being together with families, along with celebrating. I mean, one of the things that's that's wonderful about the Fourth of July, as we mentioned in the first half of the show, is seeing families get together to celebrate. But that's a wonderful word to use. I love the word celebrate. We part of our mission statement is in our writing and in our speaking is to celebrate commitment. And that's such a key thing. In fact, I'll just give you the whole thing since I've started it, that we feel like the way we're going to fortify families in this world is first to celebrate commitment, then to popularize parenting. There's too many people in the world today that don't view parenting as something they're looking forward to, that they think of it as something perhaps to avoid. We need to popularize parenting. That's where the joy comes. And, and then validating values. You know, we... We all know what basic values are, but do we validate them in our lives and to our children? And then finally, to bolster balance, try to find balance in our lives with family as as the leading priority. So it's an amazing thing. But one of the things I was thinking, Linda, is that uh, we have a, a Bulgarian daughter, a, a gal who we kind of semi-adopted and brought her over from Bulgaria and sent her through college. And she's been a wonderful part of our family. And we got a uh, an email from or an Instagram from her today, and there, there they were at breakfast reading to their three young children the Declaration of Independence. And I thought we need to read that to our kids and grandkids as we travel to the lake today, because I don't know how many of them really. And, and I think you know you you have eight, nine, ten, eleven year old kids or grandkids. What do you think they're going to, when you start off, when in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bonds which have connected them to another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. Now, you know, if you take that slowly and read it with children and ask them, what does that mean? Who was saying this? Why did they want to separate from England? I mean, you're going to end up talking about family and about basic freedom and about having the right to choose your own life. And that's a pretty great thing to talk to kids after the parades and the fireworks and everything else are over. So often we forget the real meaning of holidays. You know, Memorial Day, um, it's just a time to go out and celebrate and have a picnic and so on and uh, not really spend a lot of time talking about those who gave their lives for our country and uh, our ancestors who did so much to get us get us here where we are today. So I think it is so important to really... Seriously, think about that for a minute. I mean, if you have a three-year-old and two-year-old, forget it. But if if you have, you know, an eight or above, they can get some Teenage, of this. Teenagers and especially. Just a thought about it is so important to let them know how important it is to you. Well, isn't it interesting, Linda, that we call the, the, the incredible cadre of men and women who were most responsible for creating this country and even for writing the Declaration of Independence, isn't it interesting that we refer to them as founding fathers? Again, the family terminology, the idea that they are, in a way, our patriarchs. We're part of their American family. 
I mean, what child, if, if you get the right situation, what child shouldn't know the next line, the start of the second paragraph, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, and that they are endowed with their by their creator with certain inalienable rights. There's food for thought. Oh, I love that line. What are the rights that we're... You know, see see what a 12-year-old says. What are the rights that are in it? What does unalienable mean? Help him understand that. And, and well, what and are those rights? It's so big right now. Still, after all this time, as far as everybody being equal, that's what the big um, turmoil is going on in, in America right now is, do we have equal rights and are we being equal equal to everyone? And it's just important to talk to kids about that. And why does it say endowed by their creator? What does that mean? Well, kids will know what that means. What does that tell us about these founding fathers? What does it tell us about what they believed? Where did they think they were getting the power to start a new country? Was it from England? No. Where was it from? It was from God. And, you know, kids kids can really develop a love for the Declaration of Independence. Frankly, it's a lot easier for them to comprehend than the Constitution because it's shorter and it's more to the point, and, and this is the day to start talking about it. Absolutely. Um, you think the kids aren't going to get this, but it's pretty amazing. I mean, I don't know how much of it you could actually read and have them do, but if you even teenagers, you know, have them take turns reading it. Um, even if they're rolling their eyes, because they do need to think about this. Well, it but is I'd, so important. Yeah, I'd rather rather than have them try to plow through the whole document yeah, and reading it. I'd, I'd take two or three sentences and discuss them, draw these kids into a discussion of what it means to be an American. Now, we've been fortunate in our family or through the kind of work we do to travel a lot, and, and our children have traveled with us a lot to, to abroad to other countries. And so... In some ways, they really grasp, like like Linda said, come home sometimes, they kiss the ground. And that, that's not an indication that, that we think or that we've tried to teach our children to think that just because we're Americans, we're superior. or we're And that's what you were saying, Linda. We, we hate it when we see patriotism sort of becoming confused with yeah. nationalism. And that's that's a danger. That's what happened in Nazi Germany. That you could give a lot of atrocious examples of what nationalism does, but patriotism, in our mind, ought to involve gratitude. Not that we're better than someone else, but aren't we grateful for the freedoms we have? And aren't we grateful that we can learn from other countries? We've done this show before on how much parents can learn from the parenting practices of, of other people. Most Asian parents, for example, I, I have to say, and I know I'm generalizing, Linda, but they're a little more organized than American parents. They're a little calmer in many cases. A little more demanding. Sometimes a little uh, tiger momish. They you know? also demand respect a little more, um, a lot more. And it really is interesting because different cultures, as much as they all want the same thing for their children, they all want them to be happy and successful and um, become who they really are inside. But it really is interesting to see the differences in culture. And You can learn a little about uh, 
politeness in children from British families? <laughs> yeah, in fact, we have a family, which you probably know, that went to China last semester, and uh, their oldest son just gave a, a graduation uh, speech. And he said, as many of you know, I, I was in China last year, and I was in my class, and and uh, as many of you know, they're pretty smart. And the audience just broke up because it's so obvious that that is the education is such a huge culture in Asia. But um, it really is interesting that families are the same, even though they're different. And so, again, I mean, we make that point just so, so no one will mistake the theme of this show for being, aren't American families superior? And that, that's not what we're saying at all. In fact, back to the politeness thing, we all, every single, we're going to Europe again this year for some speeches, and every time we're there, we look at each other and we say, why can't, American kids be as polite as these European kids. We had that one experience in the restaurant. We were in France, I think, weren't we? And we no, we were in America. Oh, and it was a French we family. We were in that's California right. oh, watching right. planes come in and we were at a restaurant and we looked over at this table and this, these parents were having the most lovely discussion with adolescents and it was just so cute. We said, see, there are some great yeah, American families. but they were families. speaking French. And then as they left, they went by our table and realized they were speaking French. So, um, you know, no, 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 that's not a doubter about Americans. There are so many wonderful American families. So I guess uh, let's try to sum up here a little bit, Linda. What are we, we're trying to pull some loose ends together, and, and you may not see their connection right away, but one loose end or one, one theme today that we've been thinking about is the power of the independent freedoms that we have in this country. Two is how that ties in to families as the basic unit of society and, by the way, of our economy. There's just no way to imagine a, a culture and a society functioning well without the basic institution economically and socially of a family. And then we've tried to suggest that uh, our patriotism ought to be grounded in gratitude, not in superiority, not in feeling like we're better than anyone else. And, and fourth, we've sort of suggested that this is a day and a month to really help your kids to understand freedom and the Declaration of Independence. And for those who are members of the LDS Church, 20 days from now comes Pioneer Day, the 24th of July, and an opportunity to talk about pioneer heritage and the important role of families in the colonization of the West. But for right now, happy 4th of July. We are so glad to be able to do this uh, on this very day. We hope you're all having a wonderful time. We express our gratitude to you for raising great families and for inculcating them a love for our wonderful country. Hug all your kids on the 4th of July. Happy Independence Day, and we'll see you next week on Ayers on the Road. <laughs>